Hey, what's going on, people? Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome to the first episode of the Tea Drinkers podcast. Yes, so this is episode one. Uh, we actually have been planning to do this for a long time, but it's been delayed yes. considerably. But we're here now, and we're up and running in mm-hmm. 2020. February 2020. It's not like we started in January, but still better yes. than nothing. First of first of February. No, no later time to get started. Yeah. I guess. Um, it's been crazy, actually, but uh, we have got more to talk about than we first probably expected to do so back in December. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, a lot has happened in, in this last month, actually. Yes. Not so great things, but um, a lot has indeed happened. Yeah. In, uh, December. I mean, Kobe, uh, the coronavirus. Brexit. Brexit. I mean, that... I mean, I mean technically, that's been a four-year saga, hasn't it, yeah. I guess? It's like it's like four Hunger Games movies. Should, should, we, just, <laughs> fact, should we just start with Kobe? Because... Should we just get started with Kobe? Like, unfortunately, it... You know, you can't make it sound any better than it sounds because, of course, unfortunately, he died in a helicopter along with his daughter. Um, very tragic news. Um, for anyone, actually, who is, you know, just who knows who Kobe is, anyone will know the, you know, Kobe, you know, kind of catch the ball kind of thing. That was his signature trademark saying yeah. in basketball. And the, prob- the, the problem everyone's having right now is um, is just, like, how it happened. Like, the... It, it's, yes, it was a you know uh, helicopter crash but like the logistics behind like it could have been prevented and but stuff like the that one thing that i found really like kind of scary actually um finding the news about this was recently they didn't actually take out all the bodies till the 29th really so the crash happened i think on the 26th oh but gosh. all the bodies actually came out by the 29th that means a lot of the bodies were there and the scary part was the the only way for for them to identify the body was through fingerprints Oh god, that that's really rough. That is. So I don't I don't know what the state of the corpses would have been like, but I I imagine it wouldn't have been. Pretty yeah. Good. I mean, and the, and the fact that, you know, I don't know what the family's going through right now. I mean, Kobe along with his daughter, so the mom and the sisters not only have lost their father and husband, but yes. also their sister and daughter, which is just I don't know how. You just you just can't paint it any nicer way, really, can you? I mean, I don't know how anyone would be able to kind of, you know, cope with that. I mean, that is. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if if I'm going to go a bit sentimental here, we we as humans um, deal with quite a lot of trauma, and you know, obviously, we learn a lot. Of, we learn a lot from that sort of coping process from you know, you know, from our previous ancestors, and you know, from animals in the animal kingdom. And you know, you 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 see different animals relate to sadness and sorrow, and I guess the way that we do it as humans is very unique. I mean, obviously, we are an animal as well. But, like, the way that we can, I guess, our contextual look, our feelings, how we put them across, there's quite a lot of depth in that. And you can tell how much people cared about this one person, considering he was a sports star, but he was also known as an entertainment guy. He was on US, you know, on a lot of US TV, a lot, a lot of interviews around the world. A lot of people who aren't even in sport... Um, that but do sport and actually like you know relate with him on a level like MKBHD Marquez Marquez Bradley. It was his first interview that he did interviewing Kobe, and it hit him because he was one of his heroes. And I guess that kind of comes with the mentality that like we all have people that we we respect, whether we are with them on the sport level, whether we're on them with the personality level or you know the entertainment level. But then you've got that sort of deeper sort of like another human has died kind of like and everyone kind of comes together on that. Whether you hate the guy or you don't hate the guy, you know, you love the guy, you cherish the guy or you don't even really know him. It it still hits everyone in a sort of way, right? Yeah, I guess it's because, well, I mean, generally when a famous person does pass away, it's usually sad for anyone. But yeah. I think 
what made this one more tragic is the way it happened and who was involved in it. Exactly. If he was like 90 years old and he lived a big life and that would have been much mm. more different but the guy was still young and he had his daughter. He was, only, he was in his early 30s, 40s, right? 41. 41, yeah. He's only just gone 40 a year previous and now he's, and he's gone 41 last year, right? Yeah. And it's quite shocking it is because I know people in, who have just died their forties now, and like they've got their life still ahead of them. Like, yeah, I mean, he's still young. 40s he's, you know, like, you know the saying: he had his life taken at a young age. I even, mean, even though he's no, you know, ripe, you know, ripe, you know, yeah. eighteen, nineteen year old anymore, he still had a lot ahead of him, I mean, and his just, career was not done yet. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously he retired from basketball, so I'm sure he had many other projects lined up. I mean, he won an Oscar I know. not too long ago. Uh, for I think it was a short film on, uh, mm. on basketball, but the thing it, is, yeah, documentaries and films. Let's yeah. just say you know, generally people, well, maybe not so much nowadays, but the general consensus is that human beings live to let's just say a hundred. Mm. He didn't even reach fifty yet, to a point where it was almost halfway through his life. He was still. He only made it to you know one of the more tougher times in your life where you got you you, you sort of go through. Um, I guess a lot of depression. Normally, within your thirties, forties, up to your fifties, they say that your fifties and sixties are more like your golden years, right? And the years prior to that, like, you know, your 30s, you're just coming into that adulthood where it really matters the most. I think people tend to get a lot of uh, midlife crisis during that time. Mm. But I think with Kobe, anyway, I don't think that was the case. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his personal life. But the thing is, from the way it seemed like he was going, I think he had a lot of things in check. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, every human being is going to find some sort of thing that they're not satisfied with. Mm. But that being said, I think he had um, a lot of things under control, for sure. And whatever you know what happened is unbelievably tragic i mean i'm mm. not an nba guy i mean even though i, I kind of want to get into it but i knew who it was like i didn't need yeah. to you know research into nba and be like oh yeah that's kobe and you know it, the he thing is he had a, Hogan, he, you know? he was he was iconic enough that people knew him like you know i don't watch wwe but i know who Shawn michaels and i know the heartbreak who the heartbreak kid is yeah. you know like everyone knows it because it's like it's built into pop culture now yeah, it is exactly. and yeah. i mean i know it's a very cliche thing pop culture for many different reasons but pop pop culture is a sort of encompassment of lots of different entertainment values and respect you know you know one person has respect for something else um and someone else respects something else but ultimately everyone is in the same you know all in the same mm. um encompassment of the fact that like we're all human like we all make mistakes we all do bad things um and you know it's the things that we do good that are i mean unfortunately the things that are bad are sin more so than the good stuff like that's that's unfortunately just the way life is you know it's the way the media has always been but i think when you look at the 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 defining facts of what happened with this not to you know kind of go into the too dark stuff obviously because you know with everything that we talk about me and krishna we don't like to come across as people who are very you know down in the dumps and obviously obviously it's a sad moment and we can't avoid that but the fact of the matter is the stuff that was leading up to that crash even the police were not flying at the time it was it was potentially the the most dangerous time to fly and this pilot i mean we don't know the guys the guys the pilot's name i don't think we didn't um look that far Are into it uh, yeah like i i heard name, I, I, I heard i heard some murmurs of the names but i i i still i just don't get how you can have that thought that you think oh it's gonna be safe i'm carrying a guy whose net worth is more than my salary is ever gonna be you know like if, if we're talking numbers there but you know when it comes down to you know raw human emotions and something like how can you go and fly when the police aren't even flying it, it doesn't make yeah, sense it's, it's, it's really weird but the taking weird, a young age i think the weirdest part of it is how the simpsons predicted it I, I, yeah they the, predict everything they predicted that kobe would 
you know, crashing the helicopter, which is just kind of crazy. I mean, I, I, I the know. bit that kind of confused me about that was, it was like, does is, is it because Kobe always flies in helicopters that maybe that was a little yeah, cliche? I, I think that probably would have been the thing. But at the same time, it's still fucked. And he's known to fly helicopters. Like, he loves helicopters, mm. so... Oh gosh, it's making me think of that scene in uh, Jurassic World when he's uh, when he when the guy crashes the helicopter. Oh, okay, I spoiled it for you then. Whoops. <laughs> it's alright. I mean, it's just a little scene. But anyway. people know, like, it's it's the new owner of Jurassic World after the previous guy, and like he he died in a helicopter in the helicopter after like severe like kind of you know the dinosaurs around. It. Obviously, that's not the same as Kobe dying. Obviously, I know that that's completely isolated. But like, you know, it's that kind of like. Imagine if Kobe if, like was good enough to do that helicopter. Kind of maybe he was maybe he was just too far away from trying to go and grab the console or something. Because you could you could you could in theory try, but we don't know whether he did or not. It sounds it probably sounds like it could happen, but I think practically speaking, like it it just it wouldn't. You don't have enough time to think. Like because we because we're here now, we feel like there was that we we could see see if there's any more time in that, but I guess yeah. not. Like obviously not to get down to the details. Obviously we're we're not ones to really get down to the details like chain in this sort of form. Like, um, I mean, our thoughts and wishes go out to the fam, uh, to Kobe's family and his extended family, and obviously all the fans out there who are you know very devastated. People who are more in touch with him than we are. Maybe obviously we're 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 more outsider kind of people to this. You know this unfortunate, you know, mm. passing of uh, Kobe and his daughter. That makes it even more tragic that his daughter was there with him. Yeah. I mean, some some might say that like there's there's, a, there's, there's some comfort it. that he died yeah. with his daughter, like, but like it's still messed it's up. It's still you know tragic, and I guess yeah, people are kind of saying things like you know at least the daughter and the dad they kind of had that bonding time before, mm. you know. But even then, it's just like they were both taken, both at very young ages. Yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's, it is quite, it is quite a devastating thing. But um, I think you know, as 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 things go, um, we've had a lot of celebrities pass in the last few years, and it's normal, really. Like, I think a lot of people forget that, like, that age isn't 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 infinity at the moment. You know, you can be taken at any age. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's like you know, you could be living your high life. Mm. Um, and you know, all of a sudden, overdoses boom, something happens like getting drunk on alcohol you, and getting poisoned by you it. Hear people like winning the lottery, and then the next day they die. They have like something happens to mm. them. Well, that's so. the thing. I always, I've, I've always said it to myself, and I'll always stay true to it because I think it's it's the right thing to do mentally. Stay is if you ever won the lottery, I would still continue to work because a it keeps my brain in 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 a, in a, in a not yeah, jerkish you, you way. Want, you want the mind to be intellectualized all the time. Yeah, because because money doesn't grow on trees. Um, and it definitely doesn't grow any lot in allotments, as Jeremy Cor- Corbyn once said. There's a jokey thing on you know politics, and there's there's a lot of speaking truth to the fact that like money can't always make you feel better. It can't always heal the the, the burns or the wounds that you have. You know, you could you could break every limb in your body, but maybe the top surgeons might not even be able to repair you in every way possible. Like they can never make you whole again. So that's that's the one thing that I think people forget is that money doesn't always make you whole. It helps, yeah. but it doesn't make it. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. 95, 99. I mean, obviously, we you know we know the cliches that money doesn't yeah. buy happiness and blah, blah, blah. But really speaking, until we realise the fact, people are still going to be glued to the idea of, okay, if I have a lot of money, I can still, you know, things will, be, things will get better. Hmm. I, think, I think that the happiest points in life, like if we're talking about like, you know, things that you do in your life that bring you up and... It's fame, fame, a lot of people are now starting to realise that fame isn't what it's supposed to be. And I think that's been swapping per generation um i mean me and you i think we're in the in the z generation right now or the y generation i can't remember oh yeah that whole thing i can't i can't remember which one we're in we're definitely not in the x one 
the X one is where is our kids. That's going to be the generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, even like at, right now, I think a lot more celebrities are waking up to the fact um, that we don't respond in the same way as celebrities 50 years ago probably did or, you know, in the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, I think times have changed. I think back in the days, like, you know, people, the whole, this whole idea of being a star mm. um, and then being a star now has slightly changed a bit. I mean, the whole star, star system, if we're talking about Hollywood perspective, it's yeah. also changed. I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying that the whole star system in Hollywood isn't what it was like maybe in the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. You know, stars aren't the big thing anymore in, t- in the sense that, you know, you could make a good movie and the movie will be critically acclaimed, um, not because there's stars in it, but the concept is good. But back in the days, yeah. it was the star who made the film. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, you see you see, you see a lot of the difference in that now where a lot of movie stars are now becoming directors as well. So, like, you you got the lights yeah, of, you know, yeah. um, I think I think James McAvoy, McAvoy uh, was also he did music but he's also done acting and he's also done a bit of directing as well um you know even some of the big stars like Quentin Tarantino he would you know make a point of being in at least one scene of every one of his movies right like it was like a significant thing for him and I think if we're if we're kind of relating it back to the the situation with Kobe is that you know um fame will continue to follow you into your you know into your passing years you know in where you're basically up in the heavens, you know, whatever all that ends up being, you know, whether you believe it or not. And I think, like, your soul kind of just live along with everyone else in the future um, going forward. People will know about Kobe for generations. Keep that Kobe meme going, you know, Kobe, that kind of thing. On a slight note, actually, because, again, this is actually quite spontaneous, and we haven't actually planned this podcast. I mean, we planned, like, little themes, but, you know, it's not like we were going to plan, oh, let's talk about stars and Hollywood. No, you can't can't plan the spurs off. But a thought that just came to mind is um, mm. you know I'm you know I would say I, I am a religious person I believe mm. in God um, Josh what about you what is um, your, what I'm, your agnos- on I'm agnostic I'm agnostic so, so you're not disbelieving it I don't I just believe there's something else out there that's, that's but you right. don't know what that is but I don't know what it is no. you don't know what that is that's I used to feel like I was atheist for a while and I I, I don't know something it's, it's almost without relating it to sexuality it's like you just you, you something doesn't feel right kind of thing mm. and i felt with my my belief of being agnostic i thought i was being possibly a bit of a hypocrite to myself to not allow myself to believe something but not being concrete on what it well, is that's really interesting and actually that's a very interesting thought you just um said so what made you actually kind of think because obviously you know for you to go from being an atheist to an agnostic there must have been a point in your life or like a moment where you thought to yourself, or maybe something happened where you questioned it and you realised maybe this is divine intervention. Have you ever had that kind of moment? Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, is there any way you could phrase it a little bit different? Cause I'm a little unsure how to answer. So you said that, you know, you were, you thought you were an atheist before, but then you kind of, you know, you, you, you switched from being an atheist to agnostic. Yeah. For that to happen, there must have been something in your life. Oh, yeah. It's like a life event. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So I think what it could be that really kind of changed my view is the fact that, like, I obviously I'm sure people understand that I'm not being hypocritical when I say this. Mm. It's that I don't believe that there is enough credible evidence for me to believe that God is there to help everyone or help in a certain way. Right. Um, and that's not me being a hypocrite. That's me understanding that, like, you know, there could be... We don't even know if there's aliens still out there. Like, you know, they could just be really good at hiding for all we know. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes without saying with all the different conspiracies out there, you know, not not just, you know, to do with aliens or outer space or, you know, 
what what even down to stuff like the sun the, the other day they they took there was a high res photo that was taken of the sun that looked like basically like honey right. you know, it was like very crystallized looking at it. it was like you just you, you think that the alien if there was aliens out there looking at us they'd be like wow look at these guys they're only just working out what the sun actually looks well, like yeah, yeah, you know sure. without getting too close to it so for me i, I i'm i'm looking at the, i'm like almost like like a phone like i'm zooming out like i'm not be, i'm not focusing on just one pacific thing mm. i'm thinking my mind map is gazillion times the size of what most people might think is possible and right. I, and that might get a bit too meteorological and a, a little bit no, too no, it's elusive. Good. I, mean, it's good. I mean, you know, after all, this is a very chilled kind of conversation. It's like trying to talk about quantum physics. I mean, we used to have a friend who 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 knew about quantum physics. I say he knew it messed his brain up talking about it. I guess, but but yeah. you know, would you say that there was a particular moment in your life where you actually questioned the existence? Like you thought to yourself, you know what, there must be something out there. I think it was not just a moment. I think it was a an encompassment of moments. I'll be honest with you. Hmm. I think. Do you, do you want to share that? I'd probably say it's it was probably a whole year. Like so, from I'd probably say like midway through the summer of 2017 to midway, maybe maybe a little bit into autumn last year, um, I was transitioning my thoughts mm-hmm. and just a lot of the sort of things that were happening. I don't th- I don't think that we would be in that same position if it, if there was a higher being that was actually like controlling this. Yeah, like yeah. I think. The the thing that I that I'm that, that makes me think a little bit still about religion is that the fact that like with religion you can you can take away the belief part and you can you can use things like meditation, yep. you know, um, like spirit, feeling spiritual in your own body, your own soul, and that stuff is just normal. Like it, it's not it's not even religious at that point. Every religion has it attached to it, and I think without sounding weird and you know, quoting Family Guy as as I have previously, and obviously the Simpsons, you know, cartoons. But they did an episode where if if Christianity and all the religions didn't exist, how far forward we probably would be as a society. But like even mm. then, there was still like I mean, I know it was a jokey thing. It was like a celebrity, like kind of you know, kind of thing in the church. But like it was that there was still some sort of place to go and talk to people or go and believe in something. So whether yeah, yeah, whether yeah. we had Christianity or religion or at all. You know, that's a whole other story, you know, without you know, obviously going off into a tangent too much. But I think that, you know, just encompassments of little things just told me I don't want to just be boxed into thinking there's nothing there. There is something there. But I think there's much more than that. So I'm agnostic to know that there is more. Maybe there is more out there. That's a really interesting thought, because I guess, like, I think when it comes to modern day, this whole idea of being religious or religion, it kind of has a negative connotation. Because yes. I guess we think being religion means that you're away from society but i think that kind of mentality has probably um uh that idea of that happening yeah being away from society has probably only been created in these last so many years i mean it's like saying um going to work is a religion or go or doing something is away from society because ultimately you know a lot of uh, you know very spiritual uh thinkers of any religion from from the years ago would have said that this is just the way of life you know yeah and every 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 few decades and every you know century we have a different way of of understanding it i guess 
Um, and, you know, if I guess link linking that into, you know, the sort of fanfare and culture behind, you know, celebrities and stuff, that's all that almost feels like almost like not like a cult, but almost feels quite religious, like people religiously follow people, uh, don't they? I have they? a question. Interesting Which question. is quite interesting, if you ask me. I always kind of like when, when I do uh, seminars at universities on um, like the soul and stuff and the incarnation, it's always interesting to see what, um, you know, when we discuss these things, it's always interesting yeah. to see what people talk about. But what are your thoughts on reincarnation and your Ooh. idea of reincarnation oh if you, you know what that uh, we've we've gone from talking about kobe to all the way to reincarnation ladies and gentlemen this is <laughs> this is the spontaneous podcast yes. well that's the thing you know when you drink a cup of tea you don't know where you're gonna go with your conversation oh, yeah so what are your thoughts so um reincarnation i think uh whereas i don't think it's wrong mm-hmm. But I don't think it's right at the same time. Right, like right. I feel like there there is no there is no right reason to 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 have reincarnation happen mm-hmm. in terms of bringing a whole person back, but maybe bringing back a person in terms of soul. Like they're they're still there, maybe for another animal potentially. That's what a lot of a, a lot of generally what it, yeah exactly. That's generally what it is like. If you look at the Egyptians, the Egyptians would say that they'd come back as like a cat or a dog potentially. Yeah, right. that's generally. Uh what i view reincarnation i mean i think everyone has their own probably somewhat of a different interpretation yeah but i you know i think i think the most common um uh, view on reincarnation is that when someone passes away their soul enters a new body yeah um and the consciousness also carries on so do you would you say that is a feasible w- yeah for you anyway i'd say that's i, I say I, w- I wouldn't use the word feasible but i'd say it's a it's a more conclusive way of thinking i mean a lot of a lot of times have, have kind of told us, you know, what things feel right, you know, with situations like this and you know and beliefs like this. But I mean, a lot of a lot of what religion is these days is based is based on you know previous times with previous people. You know, you take a look at, at, at the sort of stuff in the Bible, you know, the Quran. Yeah. Um. They people pe- there are people out there who will go oh that sounds like mumbo jumbo but actually if you if you if you zoom i'm going to use that phrase again zoom out from all that you know even people like my dad have actually have actually like standed standing aside on that thinking and actually read the quran and actually is Your more, read the quran? he's read the quran yeah Has he? he's got it in his bedroom so. <laughs> i know, I know that. that's like a, a new fact i learned today well that's the thing like it's 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 a different way of thinking now, and like I th- I think I just can't believe your dad has read the Quran. Like it's insane. Well, you know I th- I th- I, th- I think the, the the saying goes that like you know everyone can change their view. Like so, uh, when you I, get older, you feel a bit more wiser. You maybe you feel a bit more open to more things in life. I I, I interrupted you. What? So you were saying so you, what was the dad views and what was your views on it? So go on, explain. So um, you know just the, the kind of looking into the into the types of things yeah. in religion. Yeah. yeah. Um. It isn't mumbo jumbo. Like whether you believe all of it or believe some of it, I think that's the good bit about most religions. I mean, I think if we're gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna like kind of base it on one religion specifically, more so, I think it'd be more so like you know on being a Hindu. Yeah. You know, in Hinduism, like I think as a whole, like is a very open relationship kind of religion. Like anyone from any walk of life can come in and you know be part of something that's really wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's in- well. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. I think. Um... Exactly. Like I think every human being um, should have. Now, obviously, this doesn't. This isn't a propaganda religion. Kind no, of no, no. Where we shove views down your throat. But no. I think the idea is that whether you are um, 
um, you know, agnostic, even atheist, or even a religious person, whatever pathway you follow or want to follow, I think it's always good to have a good spiritual perspective, whether that's exactly. through yoga meditation, through any form of meditation that you do. I think that is, and it is proven to help human beings because, mm. you know, this also, again, this could be a separate uh, discussion as a whole, but mental health. Yeah. Mental health is on the rise and it's um, a, an unfortunate um, thing. Mm. that And with times changing as well. Exactly. And I think when it comes to spirituality and yoga and meditation and even like aspects of religion from different sides of religion, it definitely has um, a benefit. Yeah. So I think I, I, you know, I would definitely strongly encourage it because I'm sure even when you when we discuss these type yeah. of conversations, for some reason, it does have some sort of uplifting effect. Well, that's that's it. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's so, weird. Some people might think we're so far removed from the previous t- from the from the top of the topic, you know, about Kobe passing anything. But like, it it is it, it's a very interesting topic to like to just kind of talk about the fact of like how much we idolize people or how much people feel to us spiritually. Like there are there are fans who will say, you know, let's say about Justin Bieber, like they'll say they feel they feel connected to him. Yeah, and people might say oh that's sappy and really rude but and disgusting but actually if you listen to it and don't act like a brat and think well maybe that's because yes they might idolize him but that maybe because something that they do with their music something that they say with their music goes to like, saying the same sort of thing with religious you know with the the different you know hymns for like you know christians yeah, yeah, yeah. like the different um i guess songs just to be more broader speak the, the different things that come out of that aren't too dissimilar from most genres of music like they, they they have a soul behind them they have a you know a rich kind of understanding of that person's life you know because let's be honest here some of the best songs that have been made have, have come from people with you know depressing hard times mm, yeah, i mean yeah. amy winehouse is probably one of the more bigger distinguishing yeah, yeah. um you know types of singers in the last you know 20 30 years i mean she's she's been passed for so long now but she's her uh, prevalence and her influence is still felt worldwide today. Like a few minutes late, for, a few minutes after listening to this podcast, Krishna could go home and listen to Sammy Winehouse before what, without even thinking about it. I was actually listening to her the other day. Well, there you go. Like you know, like people people still are with you there. Like so that's why a lot of people will remember Kobe for as long as they 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 have you know known him, or for people who only knew him through you know for the media, just like in just general broad terms, because yeah, he's been yeah. part of so many different things. Yeah. And if you, you know, like I say, going back to sort of people like Justin Bieber, like he's been an actor at one point, he's been a singer, he's done, you know, other things that really kind of, yeah, he's done some bad things. We've all done bad things. I'm sure Kobe's done a few things that he's not proud of. And I'm sure me, Yang Krishna, would say the things we don't, we haven't been proud of. But, you, you know, you don't learn those life lessons without, you know, kind of going through those trials and tribulations first. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I, I would say that's a good place to... Uh, and I think, you know... I think a good thing about this is just a realization I had from you know, recording this, but yeah. I think it's always good to reflect. And generally, exactly. you know, the religion I follow, we follow the Eastern Vedic tradition, and in that um, um, uh, that philosophy, vein. Yeah, uh, philosophy we, yeah. we believe that um, while society is broken up in the mode of goodness, passion, and ignorance, yeah, and that is basically on the consciousness of human beings, which we obviously see. So it's you know, yeah, we see people in passion, goodness, and ignorance. And for people who are in mode of goodness, they're always reflecting. Mm. Whether that's taking like five, ten minutes out in the day and just sitting and, you know, just meditating and just thinking about things. Mm. Um, but all they, you know, all the decisions that they make in life is based on reflection and actually thinking about what they're about to do. Mm. Because I guess, you know, in modern society, you know, we always, um, you know, quickly make decisions without really thinking about it. Exactly. And yeah. the consequences come. 
So it's always good to actually think about it and always reflect, you know, every day for at least like five, ten minutes. What you? Yeah. I mean, for me now, I actually I, I tried meditation a few times with Headspace, which is quite a good app. A lot of people right. use. But um, I found that my version of meditation is actually training my brain every day using Lumosity. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have not, but that sounds interesting. But every day you get three different uh, different games that you have to play, and and basically they train your brain in different things. And it, it's it's people have called it the meditation for your brain because you're 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 giving your brain a release of uh a release of like kind of like understanding. So like the one one of the games on there was basically like tell it, you have to say which way the fish is moving, whether that's moving all as one or the direction it's moving so you had to cap you had to swipe the way that they were going left right up down and your brain would confuse itself by getting it wrong but then you'd get it right immediately after so like you you're training yourself to to understand things in a different way and it makes you more makes your brain grow yeah that's that's interesting i mean i guess yeah we all kind of need that but um that's good. I mean, if you guys want to hear more about these kind of like philosophical conversations or more, you know, that type of thing, then please do let us know because um, yeah, we're always do that. down for that. But the next uh, topic that we wanted to discuss is the infamous coronavirus, which yes. is basically big, big news um, that's going on right now in the world. Exactly. So, of course, we'll get into all of that, but we're going to quickly just go to a quick break and we'll be back very shortly. See you in a bit. Yes, hello, we're back. So uh, after the break, obviously, uh, before the break, we was talking about Kobe, and obviously, we went into a into a very healthy tangent about you know religious uh, beliefs and you know what we believe. After it's quite a lot of a crazy sort of thing to talk about, and uh, obviously, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. But of course, we're we're gonna we're gonna zoom out of all that, and we're gonna go to the coronavirus. And for those who uh, don't actually know very much about the coronavirus, um, I think it's probably I'd be surprised health- if you didn't. Yes, um, uh, it'd be very healthy to just kind of understand what it supposedly is. Mm-hmm. So the coronavirus is the sort of overall sort of thing. And the actual strain of the virus is actually known as 2019-NCOV. So th- it basically uh, is a is a different strain of a virus. Because um, there are many different viruses that are also a part of the main one yeah. web. And this one is the one that's come out the worst, obviously, from the Wuhan um, territory in uh, China. Yeah. And uh, obviously, it came from. I'm, I'm going to butcher saying this, so I'm going to help get the help of Siri to say this. It's uh, in, the majority of the, the, the deaths have come from the, I think the Hubei the, province, okay. Hubei, Hubei, oh, close. Hubei province, where the virus originated more so. But obviously, it was in Wuhan, yeah, in that in that region. So according to this is BBC News. Um, I, I hope that you guys understand. Obviously, BBC News is is it writes quite well. Um, but if you do feel like it's leaning a bit too much your way, I apologise. But like, I think it actually writes this the best. Like, I do like Sky News as well, um, and everyone has their own news outlet. I just wanted to be, you know, open and honest about that before we go forward. But uh, obviously, according to BBC News, almost twelve thousand cases have been confirmed, and a small portion of those, around a hundred, have been identified outside of China in the United Kingdom, the United States, Russia, and Germany. Have all got confirmed cases in recent days. Um, as of right now, they are extending the Lunar New Year holiday in China to make sure that, uh, you know, it's a more sort of, they're trying to make it a bit more relaxed for people there. So like, it doesn't feel like such a massive pandemic. And I, I understand why they're doing that, but obviously this is still China we're talking about here. So obviously they're being a bit more restricted. The fact they're not allowing their citizens to, to depart on flights at the moment, which is understandable, 
but also at the same time, like it's it's like a sort of it's a catch twenty two. You know, they they've obviously got quarantining happening at pretty much yeah, every airport in the world. Because, like um, I think just recently the British people came back from China, right? Yeah, and as soon as they landed at the airport, the they, they were taken to quarantine straight away. Yeah, they just had a flight come back in. Britons, uh, fourteen yeah. Britons come back from China, and they've they put them into isolation for fourteen days. Which is also tragic for the British people who are living, or any actually person who's living um, in China, like who's not a Chinese uh, resident. Yeah, that, and because some people missed their flight, some people couldn't get out in the country in time, and they're kind of stuck there. Yeah, which is you know unfortunate, and hopefully things can get sorted soon where they can you know, the virus calms down, which eventually it will. And I, I don't see this becoming like some sort of, you know, uh, uh, like a big plague that wipes out humanity. No, but, no. Uh, it's going to be, you know, I get you mean, it, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to calm down eventually. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I think yeah, people do need to stay safe. And I think, I, I think, I think if we're going to, if we're going to talk about any sort of fi- uh, things that people need to just, obviously it comes without saying, wash hands, you know, catch your sneezes, using your elbow or use or using, you know, tissue. And uh, actually saying on that sort of uh, same stuff is that a lot of masks that people like to wear, like, you know, just health conscious people wearing face masks. They're actually sending out like like the, the, the fuck ton right now everywhere in the world, surprisingly. And, and that was something that I found quite quite interesting, actually, because if you, if you look at the sorts of people who wear um, face masks are normally in people who are in countries where the pollution is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So like china itself india a lot of people do wear them there as well um not so much as china um japan a little bit and south korea potentially as well but it's normally the countries who have the more uh population dense uh amount of cars and people mm-hmm. in proximity but if i'm if we're looking at the cases of the coronavirus outside china there is one in most countries at the moment there's 19 in uh thailand singapore there's got 16 japan has got 15 notably uh, the UAE has actually got four right now. That's interesting. The UK has got two, obviously, as, uh, as previously mentioned. There was one in uh, in Harborn in Birmingham that was suspected, but he has been cleared. Oh, um, Harborn's so, not far from us. So. Yeah, it's not very far from where we live, so that's quite scary. There is one in India at the moment, Nepal, Philippines, uh, Sri Lanka, Spain, Sweden. Uh, Russia has got the same as us two. Cambodia has got one. Finland, one. Um, it seems to be quite a lot of the the countries that have a lot of connection changes, uh, so like places like the United States, Germany, yeah. uh, basically a lot of the Asian country, the Asia, Australasian areas have a lot of them. Australia has ten, and that, I mean oh, wow. that's quite annoying actually to to hear because Australia is already going through quite a lot of you know yeah, horrible yeah. problems with their tragic you know the forest fire fires, fire, yeah. and then they had that massive rainfall as well, which really didn't help their case. So yeah, it's quite crazy. Um, but I mean, uh, I want to put the question to you, Krishna. Um, obviously, we've read in the the news story today that they're going to be closing the borders in the United States, the UK, and Australia to Chinese arrivals. So, what 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 do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I think that should definitely be a measure, um, just temporarily, obviously, um, until they get clearance. Because obviously, you know, people may be like, "Oh, why are they doing that?" But yeah, because it might seem like it's been very sort of closed minded to just one set yeah, of, one set of people from when the it world. Comes to emergencies like this, you kind of do it. And look. The thing is, Chi- Chinese don't deserve this. Um, well, nobody deserves this. No one deserves it. You, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, would but you? But the thing is, the, the reason why this kind of was brought about because of the food. It's yeah. what they eat. I mean, ultimately, it came from, what was it, fish? I think it was, for, it was for either some fish or cattle. It, I'm not 100% on that detail. No, the thing, this is the unfortunate part of it. I mean, it's not, obviously, you know, not every single Chinese person is going to eat fish and bat and dogs and cats and all these 
you know stereotypes but you yeah know, some of them do and i guess they ruin it for other people because for them doing um from doing that and spreading all these uh, like viruses mm. and stuff it's gonna create a big virus. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you know mad cows disease all over again. And yeah. it, I mean that was more so obviously for the cows, obviously. And uh, I think a friend once told me that he used when he used to work at GCHQ, they had to when this was happening, they had to. Your friend went to GCHQ. I got one of friends. Yeah, he used to work oh, at yeah, GCHQ, and they had to. He was going into the facility at the time, and they were having to kill the cows outside. Brilliant. They were basically having to gas them to death, unfortunately. Um, and that just shows you how bad it gets. Like when we had swine flu, uh, you know, the chickens they had to be. Yeah. they had to be killed because of it like and it's it's very very disgusting but also very traumatic um and you know swine flu as well like it's been a it's been a very crazy few years like swine flu was quite a big one and then the ebola virus obviously just only about two years ago yeah and obviously you know the thing with all these diseases is that um they do calm down eventually oh yes um, what was the one before ebola virus because there was another virus that happened i can't remember the name of it but it was another um, big one I can't remember. I think Ebola was the big one for for the many years. Swine flu might be the one you're thinking of. It might be swine flu. I think it might be that. That was during the 2000. Like, uh, the I think it was the early. I think 2004 to 2006 time. Yeah, but I, is it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at the statistics for the other ones, but it it does seem like um, the um, coronavirus is really hitting hard, like fast everywhere. Yeah. Um, the. Just looking at raw uh, the raw numbers at the moment, it's nowhere on the scale of uh, swine flu and I think in some cases Ebola as well because Ebola killed more people. I mean, and this, is right. this is not talking about, you know, f- who who killed who, you know, virus-wise. But um, the, the World Health Organization obviously had to make a decision early in the week about whether this was going to be something that was going to be such hard-hitting that it needs to be made, you know, on high alert... Yeah. You know, goes without saying. Like it, at the moment, though, the the current um, hypothesis with with the coronavirus is that it's only attacking people more so that have um, a more weaker immune system from other conditions. Yeah. So people people who um, in China who died, um, it's more so because of the fact that they uh, had you know something that was maybe more closer to basically put them on their deathbed essentially. And the coronavirus was more so like a sort of dagger in the heart in a way, without being too crude sounding. Um, but, you know, obviously, as reports uh, are stating, the deaths aren't uh, aren't all connected because of the coronavirus. So the coronavirus is almost mm. almost like, you know, like like I say, a dagger. It's, it's making the pain more worse and putting them yeah. over into the deathbed. But, you know... Um, like I said, with all these other diseases, eventually this will calm down and it's going to be under control. I think well, that's the, the thing, moment, really. Like the a... NHS were ready for an for for an incident like this for for quite a while. They were actually uh, there was a video uh, on circulation on social media. I think that was actually purposely put out there by the NHS to show that they were practicing for these eventualities. Yeah, I think they need to find once they find a proper vaccine for this, which I think I, obviously I that's in current. Yeah, um, then I think things will be under control again. But. Moving on from the coronavirus, um, Brexit, which is the thing oh dear. that uh, is big news for, especially for UK people. Uh, for other people, probably won't care, but um, at least in the UK, it's officially happened. So after what was it, three years, two years, uh, four years, uh, four so, years, oh yeah, since twenty sixteen, four years. It's now okay. Now the, what I'm gonna say about Brexit is that whether you voted um, leave or stay, I think we can all safely agree that it's all finished now. Like well, the whole. Um, campaign and the whole kind yeah. of getting a deal done—it's all 
it's, it's, it's been... obviously we've still got a transition period that's still happening currently until yep. the end of this year um as of this morning, uh, they closed the, the 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 foreign office for you know for well the, well, the office for exiting the European Union. They closed the Twitter account down for that. They closed the department down, oh. and in Brussels, they also changed. I, I saw it on social media. They changed the title of the building that the EU, the the UK have in the EU, which I think now says you know they're part of they're like the sort of um, friendly sort of side of things. I can't remember what it was. I'll, I'll have to quickly go on Twitter and find it out. But it, it, it was along the lines of like the, the, the post outside the front door changed, which was actually quite interesting, I'll be honest. Uh, let's have a look. Okay, I got it here. So before uh, yesterday, it was the, the office in the UK, in the uh, the EU uh, in Brussels was the UK representation to the EU Brussels. Now it says the UK mission to the European Union. So um, what does that tell you, Krishna? Yeah, I mean, that is that is something, isn't it? It basically tells you now that this is meant to be a special relationship more than uh, being, yeah. being part of the 27 countries. And they took down the flag last night. Did you see the video for that? I didn't see that video. But you know what? A video Surprising. I did see is the whole thing with uh, Nigel Farage. Oh, God. And singing God Save oh, the Queen. Oh, God. Did you see that? And the fight, I saw and, bits on it. And the thing, what was funny was, um, because obviously me and Josh live quite close to each other, we could hear fireworks going on. I thought, I think, I, I, was, I, I actually said to you tonight, I said, I said, it's past 11 o'clock now, why are they letting off fireworks? It's not, a, it's not that special of occasion. I mean, people might disagree and say, oh, Brexit's happened now, Brexit Day's been here, but didn't we technically already have the day that we left the EU in 2016, 2018? Well, that was just a vote. I mean, this is the I know, one now, and I'm just yeah. like, I, I really can't be asked with it. Like, I, my, my friend, a lot of my friends, whether they agree with the leave vote or, you know, they prefer to remain, um, I mean, why why are people laying fireworks off? It beyond me, you know. It's silly. I to, it wasn't that well. It it wasn't like a big event. I forgot. I even forgot that we was leaving the EU until I got home to, last night. Yeah. You know, that just shows you how much I don't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, after four years of adolescence has told has taught us that like once you numb it into someone enough, you know, it's like it's like that nail. You just keep on pressing the nail down even more with the hammer, and you've got down to that last little thread of the of the nail, and it's just like right. I'm done with this. I'm done with this bull crap. Yeah, I know. And I think um, the only thing that we can see now is um, is what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I'm sure good things will happen um, with the EU. I mean, it's not like trading will stop or anything. It will still carry on. But I, you know, I'd like to say on a positive note that I think this is going to be good for the UK. I mean, I think maybe UK will widen their horizon in terms of trading and all sorts of possibilities, business as well. So I, I, I think it, you know, these things will still carry on regardless. Yeah, um, I'll say like whether you like, like I said before, I said whether you're a Remainer or a Lever, you know, I, I'll be honest. There's, there's, there's worse situations that we could be in. I think honestly, like you know that with, you know, with this coronavirus going on right now, you know, other crazy things happening in Iran with the United States. You know, uh, I think right now we're less sitting ducks right now. Like, yeah. I think right now is, I, as not to quote Boris, because I'm not a massive fan of the guy, I'll be honest. He is quite an intellectual guy. Um, whether that's whether that reigns true for a lot of people, I don't know. I don't want to obviously offend anyone's view of him. But I, I'll be honest, he used to be more funnier back in the day. Uh, but he said something about, you know, the fact that we need to now unify as, a, as, as people. We need to come back together. We need to... He, at least he acknowledges that there was a divide for many years. Yeah, which is which is very which is very noble of him, but also very you know sort of understanding and meant to be. Like yeah. he, he couldn't just go right. Let's just get let's get our shit together. You know, everyone needs to bang heads together. I think that would be the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> Six months time, shit, rock, shit creek. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching or actually listening. Listening, yes. The first episode of Tea Drinkers. Um, let us know in the comment section, um, and you can even tweet to us and whatever. Um, any suggestions or topics? Yeah. To discuss. Well, like, yes. Yeah, uh, we haven't got a Twitter, but we have got Instagram. Instagram so yeah. send us some, send us some DMs um, and say leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. Um, yeah, I'd say we're on uh, Tea Drinkers Podcast on Instagram. Uh, me and Christian both have Instagrams as well. Mine's, uh, mine, mine's public, Christian's private on his, but, uh, it's private. is it private? My Instagram's private. Not That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah you, oh, what's yeah. your Twitter? Um, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll type it to you, then you can just put it in the whole thing, because <laughs> I forgot on top of my head. Just, just follow Christian account through my account. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's but, um, yeah, I'm Mr. Josh Deakin on both my social media accounts, so you can find me there. But yeah, until next time, I've been Josh Deakin. And I've been Krishna. I'll catch you in a bit. We'll catch you later, guys. Peace. Peace